I'm uh, I don't know what to say. I'm Mac, and this is one shot episode one, week one, series one, everything one. Uh, I have James with me. Sup. And Sam. Sup. Right. So, yeah, I guess we'll start with asking what do what did the I suck at talking. What have you guys done? Video game based this week, like what games you've been playing, etc. James first guess. There we go. Um, so I recently picked up the Humble Indie Bundle. Um, oh yeah. Which is, <laughs> which is a wonderful thing where you can basically pay anything you want for some really great games. One dollar bitches. So for example, you got Little Inferno, Awesome North, Cat's Eyes, Thomas was a lucky dear Esther, and then if you pay the app, you also get more games. Um, so I've been playing. Quite a lot of Thomas was alone because I love the narrative in that. Um, and then Capside is a really fun little 2D game that's really interesting. Okay, is that it? Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Samuel? Uh, so I've been playing Gears of War Judgment for Xbox 360. Um, I picked up a bit far after the release date because it came out in March, but... I think story-wise, not the best in the Gears series. That goes to Gears 2, and it always will. Um, and I'm a, bit, I'm a bit annoyed that they took out Horde mode, but other than that, they've changed up the controls, so the gameplay is a lot smoother, the visuals are a lot nicer. I think the whole sort of viewing the storyline from a court testimony point of view was quite interesting, and it's not done quite often, so I quite enjoyed the game. I like killing things with chainsaws that are mounted onto guns. <laughs> You, you, have yeah, a, I've been... you have a very fun hobby right there. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. Killing things with chainsaws. <laughs> They're mounted on guns. Okay, well, I... is that it, Sam? Yeah. That, that's... Well, I guess I'll go next. Uh, as per to James, I also picked up the Humble Bundle. Whoop, whoop. Which I'm... And I also picked up the Humble Bundle weekly, so I got all the Telltale games. Um, and I've been playing the Back to the Future games because they are hilariously funny, even though Doc Brown looks like he should not be just google a picture i mean uh, and with james i've also been playing thomas was alone yep. the narrative is absolutely fucking awesome and um i actually uh 100 it like achievements and um i played like four hours of it and then i started it again because i'm a sad motherfucker <laughs> uh other than that i just played a little bit of portal 2 and some awesome knots because that's quite a funny game um there's nobody else on the podcast, so I don't know why I was asking. Right, I guess we'll move into the next segment, which will be upcoming titles. Um, to start with is The Last of Us. Anyone here actually play on PS3? Uh, I do no. have a PS3, yes, so... Stop. Okay, that's good. <laughs> I want to get it, but I can't, because I don't have a PS3. But it, oh. it is... Um, uh, it's released on June 14th in, I think that's America, I'm not sure. Oh no, it is, it's worldwide in, um, June 14th worldwide, and then in Japan it's June 20th. They get it late, bitches. Um, so, James, have you actually looked up anything on the game? Uh, I, I have done. Um, I'm just trying to remember <laughs> what the game right. is. It is, um, the, but made by the same developers as Uncharted, Naughty Dog. Um, it's like an action adventure survival horror type game um, Go, uh, you take control of Joel who's the main character and then you have an AI 
young girl. I think she's about between 12 and 16, and her name is Ellie. Ellie! And you have to look after her. And the game will involve gunfighting and melee combat, as well as a cover system. Uh, you will fight off zombies and the survivors who are not infected but are hostile towards you because they want your shit. Uh, they've added a new gameplay mechanic, which is called Dynamic Stealth, meaning there are different types of strategies and techniques that the player can use at any given time. So in other words, they copied Splinter Cell. <laughs> <laughs> so in other words, they just copied this other game. Basically. Even so, it sounds good. Uh, Matt, I've... It's sort of, I, I say it's similar to I Am Alive in the sense that it's survivalist, but I Am Alive was an indie it, game though, so it's yeah, a little different. But even still, that that was a fantastic indie game. <laughs> it worked. We just had a little bit of a right. We're back. We had a bit of a technical difficulty because Skype recording is a bitch sometimes. Anyway, Sam, you were on about um, not The Last of Us, the other one. I Am Alive. <laughs> That's the one. Yeah. Um, no, I, I, from what you said about The Last of Us, it sounded a bit like I Am Alive, but with a bit more of an emphasis on action, and rather than just a bunch of people trying to kill you in a sandstormy thing. Call of Duty! Actually, that was um, Spec Ops The Line, but... Yeah. <laughs> actually, no, that, that happened in Modern Warfare 3 as well, but... Yeah, I mean, <laughs> The Last Slamming on games... The Last of Us does sound pretty good. I, this I, is um, one bit that sold it for me that I'm hoping actually plays into some plays into the game really well. Uh, Naughty Dog have developed an AI system called Balance of Power. It allows enemies to react realistically to any combat situation they are placed in by taking cover if they see the player, calling for help if they need it, and even taking advantage of players' weaknesses, such as when Joel runs out of ammunition or when he is attacked by other enemies. Hmm, I wonder where you read that from. The internet. The internet. Speaking yeah. of uh, smart AI, Gears of War Judgment's got a smart system for AI that makes combat diff- more difficult as you get better. Does it work very well, though? It actually is fantastic. It, I, it does get harder as I get better at the game. So I could. I, Which is rarely because you're shit at everything. Actually, no. I was playing on normal just to break myself into the new controls, and as it got harder, it felt like I was playing on hardcore difficulty, not normal difficulty, because the AI were getting smarter. So I think if Naughty Dog have coded their AI system right, The Last of Us is going to have an amazing sort of combat features. See, the thing that annoys me with the majority of games is the AI is normally. So bad. I mean, for example, take Call Skyrim. Of Duty. I was going to say Skyrim, purely because Lydia, the person that's supposed to, you know, help oh. you in your journey, ends up hindering you in more ways than she's helping you. I just use her as a backpack. Oh, Fallout companions are like that as well. That I just use them as backpacks. Yeah. Actually, I don't because I've got Fallout on Fallout New Vegas on the PC, so I picked up um, a bunch of mods. And I picked up the Builderbot mod, which lets you build your own robots and use them as companions, and they're pretty good companions, I'm not going to lie. The yeah. thing yeah. is, I like I had on Fallout 3 some woman from the Brotherhood of Steel, can't remember her name, but oh, I, another one. I was fighting some raiders on a bridge, and then I, I ran down the bridge, you know, the normal way, and she jumped off a hole in the side and died. But to be fair, I got free power armor out of it, so... 
See, yeah, in games cool. like that, I literally just use uh, companions as backpacks because they have no real use to me. So, I think if Naughty Dog can actually pull off a decent AI system, then that already puts The Last of Us a leg up from the majority of games at the moment. See, that we were on about the um, AI that you're against. I'm hoping that Ellie... With, um, I hope in her AI is good, well programmed because if she's just going to be running around like a faggot the whole time, then well, I don't. I mean, Bioshock Infinite did a pretty good job with Elizabeth. Yeah. Um, although, whenever she tries to revive you when you die, it does look like she's trying to suck you off. <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> oh, I remember on Reddit, everyone was going, "Oh wow, I found a picture of Elizabeth from Bioshock Infinite's tits, and it was like her as a baby." Really weird. Um, does anybody else have anything to say on Last of It, The Last of Us, or do you want to move on to the next game? Uh, I say good luck to them. <laughs> um, oh, one more thing on The Last of Us. Somebody posted on Reddit, and it was a picture, and their game shop actually sold it to them early, and they titled the picture The First of Us. Damn, son. That, that, that is witty. And that Marketing, is, that my is, friends. That, that is punning to the next level. Um, anyway, does anybody have a 3DS? I do, I do not. I do not, no. <laughs> James just has everything. Yeah, it's true, I do. Um, James, have you rich. Do you play Animal Crossing? Uh, I have done in the past, yes. Well, Animal Crossing in, the UK, in Europe is coming out June 14th. Yeah, baby. For those of you who are not in Europe, Japan... You got it last month. No, you didn't. You got it in November of 2012. What the fuck? Lucky fucks. Korea got it February. Uh, That's the South, because the North hate everyone. <laughs> uh, North America got it in on June 9th. And we get it June 14th. And, and then they get it on... And then, and then, no, Australia get it last. They get it on 15th. They get Australia it a day after everything us. Lost, though. And, and it's also triple the price. Um, no. no Australia. <laughs> Okay, so um, does anybody have any information on Animal Crossing? I can read some out, but I don't have a 3DS. So. From what I've seen, it's going to play a lot like uh, the previous Animal Crossing games, except you're going to have Derp. the 3D options. So graphically, it should be improved. But saying that, And give people headaches. Yeah, I mean, saying that, the 3DS isn't the most powerful console out there. So I think if you're playing it, you should be playing it more for the gameplay rather than, oh, that looks really good graphics. Cause you... All right, James, talk about Animal Crossing again. Uh, so as far as I can tell, uh, the new Animal Crossing is going to play a lot like the old ones, but with some added features, uh, i.e. you actually, at some point, get to become the town's mayor, uh, and so you can develop the village, and it makes the Ooh. game slightly more personalised. Um, and because it's a 3DS you can also create houses that are tagged through street pass connections. Uh, so that, in theory, should make it a really, like, good... Social? Yeah, like a social game, not like a gamey game, if that makes oh, any type of sense. Gamey game? Like a Facebook game? Yeah, but like a good Facebook game. <laughs> Farmville? Oh, God. Lol. No, no, we don't talk about Farmville. <laughs> that isn't a game. It's a way of life. <laughs> so, yeah, those that have played Animal Crossing before will come back to it because there's something new there and those who are new to the series will kind of fall in love with the gameplay itself so yeah um from what i've read there's like they've like upgraded the um customization um and that you begin living in a tent 
Don't know, don't know why, but the you know. Pip living. <laughs> that fug life. Um, that fuck. That's that's pretty much all I know about the game. <laughs> good. Well, good. Good. That was good. That is fucking incredible. Um, does anybody else know anything about it? Not really. No. <sighs> we are useless for Podcast. games on the free. Well. We we knew a little bit more about the other game. Um, I don't know how much you guys are going to know about the next two games. Um, one is made by Sega. Somebody make a guess. I'm guessing it's something to do with Sonic. It is not Sonic. Really? Yeah. Then I got nothing. Right, one second. Uh, <laughs> it was published by Sega. It was developed by Relic Entertainment. Relic Entertainment, Relic Entertainment. No, I've still got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> it is Company of Heroes 2. Um, oh. The on Tuesday the open beta went it uh, went live, so you can download it and play it on Steam. James, if you check your Steam account and go uh, Company of Heroes 2, it you've got 12 days to play the open beta. Yep, and um, that is it. Um, I honestly thought it was an old game, and then I checked it out, and it's not. <laughs> uh, the actual release date is June 25th. It is a real-time strategy game. Yeah. Starcraft. Starcraft. <laughs> it's going to have a Steamwork technology, so it's going to have, like, matchmaking and achievements. And if you look, it's actually got over 350 achievements, so which is achieved. fucking insane. Not achieves. Uh, um, it, it's going to be running on the Essence engine, uh, 3.0 to be exact. Um, if I really wanted to, I could tell you who composed the music. Go on, just tell us. I think, I believe, it was Chris Velasco. Yep. Not heard of that composer. Uh, I'll, I'll read out some of his work, maybe, if I can find any. Um, God of War. God of War. Oh. Uh, oh. Zomp. That zombie, zombie U, and Warhammer 40k, Mass Effect 2, Borderlands, Tron, Mass Effect 3, uh, Splinter Cell, Double Agent, Clive Barker's Jericho, Terminator 3, the first three God of Wars. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that um, yeah. I, I'll probably recognise him. I just didn't know the name. Exactly. Um, so it's an RTS game. Yes, indeedy. Sets as the Soviet Red Army? I believe a uh, game focus Eastern Front campaign, yes. So uh, you, through flashbacks by Lev Abramovich Izakovich, which is a badass name, a Soviet Army lieutenant locked up at Gulag in Siberia, 1952. An army officer interrogates him about his experiences during the war. So, the problem that the majority of RTS games face at the is moment it? is, as you said, StarCraft. <laughs> StarCraft is a well-established series with really good gameplay, and the, the narrative side of it is also pretty good. So if you've already got that on the market, why would you want something like this? Maybe you don't like sci-fi. Perhaps. But if it's, if it's so well-established, then... I mean, I personally am more of a sci-fi person than a World War II 
type yeah. to be yeah, to be to be fair world war 2 games now are more of a sort of a niche market than sci-fi games when was the last world war 2 shooter you like you big world war 2 shooter you heard of all the like, um, yeah the opening mission war. of battlefield bad company 2 <laughs> that wasn't oh like, you <laughs> was that, that uh, oh that that's terrible no cuz like world at war that was 2008 yeah 2008 that came out so like we haven't had a prevalent World War Two game in like five years. So it's... That's because there's so much less that you can do with World War Two games because to a certain degree they have to be accurate in some sort of manner. Whereas yeah, they can't with... just be like Hitler was a Hitler was actually a good guy. Uh, whereas with the I want them to make a um I'm, this isn't me being like racist or anything, but I genuinely want them to make a World War Two game from the Nazi perspective for once. I just think it would be good. I think to be to be honest though, like they'd catch a lot of flack if they did that. But yep. at the same time, indie it, developers for the win. It would be interesting to play something like that because whenever you play a World War Two games, you're always the Red Army or the British or the Americans, and it's you know I want I want to play as a Japanese motherfucker. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Why not? Um, I want to jump out of trees wearing a ghillie suit and stab a bitch in the face. As you said, though, James, the thing is, with um, StarCraft being so well-established, I think the thing this has going for it is that it is running on Steam, therefore, and obviously I don't I don't think StarCraft is. No, it's you not. Can, you can only get it through Battle.net, so um, uh, obviously it will be a lot easier for people to pick up because a lot of people just like to have all their games in one place, hence why consoles are so prominent. Um but how well did the first Company of Heroes do? I mean, it company must have done well enough to secure a uh, second. Well, that's not entirely true, because... Um, let's be honest, some sequels just come off of games because they can. Award-winning um, franchise. So I'm presuming that it has some decent features. Yeah, let me have a look. Um, sequel... Alright, here you go. Awards there, one. It won PC Gamer of the Year, PC Gamer Game of the Year 2006, Computer Games Magazine Game of the Year 2006, GameSpy PC Game of 2006, Best Sound, Best PC Strategy Game, and Best PC Multiplayer, GameSpot Best PC Game 2006 and Best Strategy, IGN, which means fuck all, so I'm not going to read it, uh, Game Critics Award Best Strategy Game, GameSpot 2005 Best PC Game of Show, GameSpy Best of E3, Interactive Achievement Awards Strategy Game of the Year, and... And then a bunch of mods won awards for it. And did Sega that, publish that one as well? Um, no. THQ published that one. Yeah, and then Sega bought it. And then Sega bought the rights and republished it. Because Sega are kind of sets. sticking their knuckle line for some of this. If it's got that many awards, then it has to live up to something. So if it's not any yeah. good... Yeah. If it's shit, then Sega have just See, like... like that, that back was to Sonic! Yeah. That, but the thing is, that was my concern with Metro Last Light, because 2033 oh. wasn't, like, an amazing, perfect, brilliant game. I love it. But it wasn't a bad... It wasn't a bad game by any stretch of the imagination. So when, like, THQ went bankrupt and they had to give off the rights to publish it, I was a bit worried that maybe they'd sort of just go, no, we're not going to release, we're going to redo the development completely... Yeah, I'm gonna be honest. I absolutely love 2033, and I haven't got around to playing Last Light yet, and I really want to. Yeah. And oh, speaking of THQ bankruptcy, 
are we ever going to get another Darksiders game? Uh, Darksiders 1, I really enjoyed. I haven't managed to play Darksiders 2 yet because I have just haven't got around to it, I'm going to be honest. Neither have I. Yeah, I mean, Dark, Dark Side, <laughs> well, the original Darksiders was great, so... I loved it. I, think I never Siders finished the first Darksiders. I didn't finish it either, but I loved what I did play of it. Yeah. The problem I had with Darksiders, uh, the first Darksiders, is that it, the gameplay felt really repetitive by the end of the second boss. Hack and slash. Don't get me wrong, there are some hack and slashes that do it really well, but button all the enemies slash. seemed the same, and the areas didn't really have much variation. So I got bored and stopped playing it. I suppose you were running around hell, to be fair. Not hell. Underworld. Yeah. Somewhere. Um, there's only one more game on my list for today. Bring okay, it. well, I'm, I'm sure I've got stuff to talk about. Alright, well, we'll just list this off quick. Uh, State of Decay. Now, I have heard about this. It looks, from what I've seen and what a lot, a lot of my friends think, it looks like... um. A first person, no, a single player, um, DayZ. Yeah, because let's be honest, uh, DayZ was a horrible, um, horrible game. I uh, I actually have just checked my YouTube subscriptions, and NGT Zombies have uploaded a playthrough of State of Decay, so I will link you guys that. It is a zombie game running on the Cry Engine, which obviously you know is what Crisis used, so therefore. It is, I will link the um, YouTube link that Sam just sent me for the State of Decay playthrough in the show notes thingy. Um, it will be released on Xbox Live Arcade and Windows. Um, June 5th for Xbox and Windows is to be announced. Um, it's survival horror. It says, like, unlike games such as Left 4 Dead and Dead Island, it focuses more on survival, stealth, evasions, distractions and base building and then, like, survivor community and stuff. So, um, uh, it's more to do with surviving than blowing the fuck out of zombies, which I'm going to admit I do enjoy. To be fair, those kind of games are really good, because it it adds, like, an interesting dynamic to the game. Like, coming back to I Am Alive, instead of constantly getting... Strong boy! No, but it's it's a good <laughs> example. I haven't actually played it in ages. It's sitting on my Xbox hard drive doing nothing, but... I'm kidding. <laughs> like... Rather than just running around and shooting everything, you know, you've got limited resources, and there's an element of sort of how do I do this? Because obviously, if you haven't got any ammo in your gun, then you've got like three people you've got to come up against to try and win over a situation. You've got to do something really tactical to win it over, rather yeah. than sort of oh yeah, let's blow the fuck out of your faces. What it seems like it will do is because it's single player, it seems like there will be like a survivor community somewhat. Like I'm thinking something like if any of you have played the Stalker series, um, uh, that's like in Pripyat after it, after the nuclear explosions and stuff, and um, there's like um, a small uh, community based on, um, and they're like all just surviving. I think that's sort of what we like, but more of a zombie apocalypse than a nuclear apocalypse. What it feels like is a nicely developed version of the uh, Armor 2 mod, which is Basically, this it's all about surviving and distractions, um, but this is in a nicely developed form with much less bugs and single player. Yeah. Speaking of armor, I wish I had a really good PC for Armor Three because that looks ah. Oh. It does look very good. I I agree. 
Does anybody else have anything to say on State of Decay? No, that's about it. All I have to say is that you're a store clerk named Marcus who is also an athlete. Um, that's Back-back. all I that's, what, that's, that, that's, who, that's who you play as. That's all I wanted to say. Um, so, according to the chat, Sam had a topic. Okay, um, in the chat earlier, I'd just been browsing on Reddit, and I saw an image of... Slash r slash WTF. Yeah. No, it was actually on r slash gaming. Um, yeah. But there was an image of a Square Enix thing, which looked like it was for an E3 press conference, and I... I'm gonna to have to make a correction to what I said earlier. It was I thought it was Final Fantasy 15 and Kingdom Hearts 3, but it's not actually Kingdom Hearts 3. It's Kingdom Hearts HD Remix 1.5 kind of thing. I've got an article up here. So it's a re- that yeah, it's already come out in Japan. Wait, yeah. wait, wait. So, so it's a um, but, remake of yeah. Kingdom Hearts 1.5. Yeah, no, it's not but, a remake. Well, it's a it's a Kingdom HD. Remix. Yeah. So but they're sort of showing that off at E3, presumably. So they're remaking the game and just making it really HD nice. and shit. Yeah. But like, what, oh, I, what I saw on Reddit was that it was part. Well, it, the sign that said like Final Fantasy 15 Kingdom Hearts on it had like it was covered in PS4 logos at the bottom. So I'm assuming it's going to be part of Sony's press conference. And they've got I've, some kind was of deal. the um, one that you found. Uh, I found the one that you've just found. Um, See, Final Fantasy XV, Kingdom Hearts, which is the 1.5 thing, and then A Realm something, which is another Final Fantasy game. The thing about Final Fantasy, if I can jump onto that quickly, mm-hmm. um, I found the first Final Fantasy starring Lightning, I don't think works particularly well with the Final Fantasy, but then again, other Final Fantasy people disagree. Uh, 10 is my favourite, which is turn-based. Which might be where I get that opinion from. The fact that they're bringing out a third game with lightning in, I think they're kind of going a little overkill with the series. Lightning's pink hair, right? Yeah. Yay! I like her hair. (laughs) (laughs) That was a valuable contribution, Mac. I feel so much better after that. (laughs) She has cool hair. Um, I think... Well, carry on. (laughs) I was just going to say, admittedly, I haven't played the second one with lightning in. Um, my favourite final... Sorry. Go on. My favourite Final Fantasy was 7. Loads of people are 7. I love number 7. What were you going to say, Sam? That's what I was about um, to say. I, I have, in fact, forgotten what I was going to say, but... Damn it, boy. Yeah, damn. You had one job, Sam. One job. One Emo job. Drunk. One job on one shot, and I forgot it. <laughs> Wall. Puns for days. Anyway, um... So I'm assuming you both saw the Xbox One reveal. What is your thoughts on Quantum Break, the new Remedy game for Xbox? Let me do some Googling quick. Um, Because they just showed us a little sort of teaser trailer with like a real action, live action, real time trailer sort of thing. And then there was some pre-rendered footage in there. Oh, I hate it when games make really sexy pre-rendered footage, and then the actual game looks like poop. To be fair, though, I think the I think the I think uh, I think Quantum Break's using Unreal Four. I'm not sure, but I think it's using Unreal Four, so the graphics should be quite good. It looks like a futuristic shooter. 
the thing that annoyed me about the teaser trailer is it told me nothing about the game. Literally nothing. I got there were guns and there were bad guys. That's all I got from the teaser trailer. Yeah, but let's be honest, that tells you more than the Call of Duty Ghost teaser trailer. No, but the Call of Duty Ghost teaser trailer already has a backed up franchise, so you know it's going to be a first person shooter. A shit one. But you, but you know what you're going to get, whereas this game... Oh, Aaron, I've just found something. Um, oh. A Quantum Break television series, this is on Wikipedia, Quantum Break television series is also in production with Remedy stating that how you play the game impacts the show and how you and the show informs how you play the game, so it's going to be kind of like Defiance. It sounds like they've um, taken that directly from Defiance. I didn't like Defiance. Think, the gameplay was clunky. Yeah, but thing is, Alan Wake was a Remedy game, and that was... I thought that was really good. I Alan Wake really, is very good. I really liked Alan Wake. It was quite an original idea. It was interesting. The narrative was good. And the gameplay wasn't clunky. It was quite smooth. So I think, you know, if that's anything to go by, Quantum Break should be a good game, and it will have next-gen visuals as well. I'm going to be honest. Should I really be like, there. I really like the box art. <laughs> yeah, the box art looks great, doesn't it? Sorry, James, I like pretty stuff. No, it's just I generally was tearing my hair out because I wanted to know what the actual game was. That's so much to ask. One game that I am incredibly, really badly looking forward to is Ubisoft's Watch Dogs. Oh, Watch Dogs oh, God, looks yes. amazing. It's so excited about that. so good. Like, just, did you guys watch the, um, like, 18 minutes of gameplay? I did, yes. and it was fantastic. And, like, there's just, like, there's... <sighs> There's just that bit where, like, um, you're walking around and it's like, you see that girl and it's like, potential victim. And um, you follow, she follows, he follows her around the corner and sees her. Um, like, this guy goes up to her with, like, a knife or a gun, I can't remember. And um, you just, like, jump around the corner, pull out your weapon, and then he drops it and legs it and you chase after him. And then, like, he's jumping over all these fences. You, you jump over a fence, jump off of it, hit a lightning box as he's, like, not a lightning box, an electricity box with, like, you hack an electricity box and it explodes and causes him to fall over the year and just handcuff him and leg it away. It just looks really good, in my opinion. Yeah, I think I think um, Watch Dogs is going to be a really good-looking game. Because, obviously, the 18 minutes of gameplay, that's not, like, a full-release version, so, obviously, I'm expecting it to be much better upon release, because... And also, that's... They haven't... They obviously haven't fully worked out all bugs and stuff yet, so... Exactly. So, I, I'm expecting a, a fairly smooth release experience for Watch Dogs. And yeah. the concept's really cool as well. Yeah, I really like the concept of it. I like the concept as well. I think I think that's going to be one of the biggest sort of launch titles for the next-gen platforms, which... <laughs> Did you burp? Yeah, I, I apologise for that. Going back to the um uh the the um concept, what I like about it is that rather than being like most games where it's like explode this, shoot stuff, boom boom, pow. Uh-huh. Um yeah, well, rather than being that, it is play this out tactically and try to um uh find the best route and stuff. I just think it looks really good. Yeah, I think there's more of like a direction to it than GTA as well, which I quite like. Speaking like of GTA, five. Um, yeah, but Saints Row Four, I didn't, I haven't even been clocking this on my radar. But Saints Row um, Four is due to be released on the twenty second of August. See, I'm going to be honest. Somebody said something about Saints Row Four, and I was like, "Oh, when's it released?" He goes, uh, "I think it's just before GTA Five." And I was like, "Yeah, it probably is." It is. And then 
all I could think was I feel really sorry for the developers of Saints Row because what's going to happen is they're going to release a like I'm not gonna, I don't like Saints Row that much but they do make very fun games and um they're going to release a very fun game hopefully and then two three weeks afterwards GTA is going to take the spotlight and yeah that's why I feel sorry for them. Yeah. Things is it just me that just isn't excited for GTA Five? I'm. Yes, it is just you. Thing is, I the last GTA I really liked was San Andreas. I just feel like they don't have story direction, and I I just it's not about story. It's about blowing shit up. Yeah, I know, but I would like an element of narrative in there because I, the blowing stuff up's funny, but. At the I, same I time, I do want to um, you know, play the game for a story that's part I'm, of why I buy games. I'm partially excited, partially excited for it, and partially not. I'm excited in the point that I will pick it up, but I'm not excited to the point where I will pick it up within the first two weeks of release. I think See, that... I probably will pick it up. Yeah. See, after... within the first two weeks. Yeah, yeah that's. But I've kind of grown up with GTA. We've all um, grown up with GTA James. Yeah. The first no, really big GTA I, game. I still really I enjoy like the gameplay of it. I mean, with four, it was so much easier to, to kind of set things up with your friends, so you can I just suppose. piss around there. Whereas on PS2 with San Andreas, it was like, oh, plug this cable in, then this one, and then your friend has to do the same thing. And guess what? He's never online. I, I just think it, the GTA series is kind of it's good for what it's providing. I mean, blowing shit it, up. It, the strong point is not its narrative side. The strong point is the gameplay. It which also for, has incredibly bad voice acting. That's true. But for the majority... For, I say the majority. For a lot of gamers, it's about the gameplay. And if they can really nail that down, then a lot of people will overlook the narrative. Cause Hence FIFA. I skip the majority of the cutscenes in the GTA because I just don't care. I'm going to be completely honest with you. Gonna be nice. Last time I played GTA, I did skip most of the cutscenes. But um, picking up what James said, the, he is right about if they make a good game playing game, people will buy it. Hence uh, FIFA and other sports games because they bring no real interest apart from updated graphics and updated teams every year, and maybe a new game mode. So I don't understand why yeah. people keep buying them. Speaking of FIFA, do you know what really pisses me off? What? The fact that my local, like our local game, has a um, a thing running about how um, the guys at EA have de- been developing FIFA 14, and the guy's voice is irritating as shit, and so is the um, content. Yeah, well, that's FIFA for you. <laughs> yeah. The thing is, like, I'm, I'm really sort of linking to another big game that's more known for its gameplay than anything else. Cod. I'm. While COD Ghosts, their sort of reveal at the Xbox One press conference was, I liked how they presented the actual features of the new game. But is this the, is this the trailer with the random people or the actual gameplay? The actual sort of the gameplay with the dog and the. I the, did not the, see the that. Textures. See, the thing is, it the uh, visually it does look much better now. But, but it was pre-rendered. Frankly, no, I, I don't. I think most of it was some like pre-alpha footage, but mm. um, like I I really don't care if they have hairs on their arms or dirt under their fingernails. You know, it's I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> the thing that 
the, the thing that excited me most about that game was the fact that I now have a dog as a squad mate when I'm playing campaign. That's and the story. Oh no, something bad happened to America in the future. We need to save America. That but that was just done in Black Ops Two like a year ago, and Modern Warfare Three and Modern Warfare Two did it as well. You know. Um, what was I going to say about COD? See, I think with COD. And a lot of games, no, no, not just COD. A lot of games now. Um, I think it's uh, graphics are important, but they're not as important as gameplay. Same with story. Story is very important in my opinion, more important than graphics. But people just don't pick up on that, and they don't make good narrative games. The thing I have my my bed bug with COD is that the, a lot it's of games I play, I play for gameplay, as I've kind of stated, and. The Thomas was alone. current first-person games, is, there's nothing, like, really innovative coming out. I mean, with uh, Black Ops 2, they kind of tried to throw in some new things, and there was this giant uproar about how it's now technology-based. They're trying to move <laughs> the series forward, but fans don't want that, but at the same time, they're also complaining that there's nothing new going on. My, so my it's kind of a Catch-22. That that is the catch twenty two. My problem is they introduced this pick ten system and there was all this like speculation about how it was gonna revolutionise your custom classes and make it better and it didn't for you to play. And no, my problem with pick ten was I was like, Okay, well, all the best perks are in tier one. The only good perks in tier three are dexterity and tack mask. And the only good perks in tier two are engineer uh not engineer, scavenger and toughness, right? But if I want to have a primary with two attachments, I can only have four perks and a lethal. If they hadn't counted the wild cards as part of your pick 10 points, it would have made the classes flow better and there'd be more interesting classes. And I think they should have assigned better perks to all three tiers rather than just all of the good ones being tier one perks. Because, like, tier one perks, blind eye, ghost, uh, lightweight, hardline, you know, they're... Oh, flak jacket. You know, those are the five tier one perks. This is and, like a foreign language to me. But no, all the tier one perks are the most useful ones to have, other than like toughness. So it's just, you know, um, ju- the pick ten system was a massive cock up in my opinion. I think what Call of Duty really need to do is bring it to a new engine, which I think they should do with the um. Next gen, yeah. which I think they might be doing with the next gen, because right. all they've been what, doing is updating the old I, one. I can tell you what they've done with um, the COD Ghost engine. They've improved the textures on it, and there's some other stuff. I'm going to look it up now when you talk about how much you hate Call of Duty. It's part of wank. Um, James said that he had a topic, so Sam, we'll come back to your topic in a minute. Uh, I picked up a new game. It's an indie game. Um, Yay, indie I'm, games! I'm kind of all about RPG and indie games. I love um, indie games. Uh, and this game is called Gunpoint. Uh, lots of people have been kind of featuring it, and I picked it up for myself because it's like seven pounds at the moment. Um, so you know, Ooh. nothing major. And I might pick that up. Honest to God, it was the best game that I've played for a long time. The the humour in the game, in the story narrative, was witty. You get dialogue options which range from the sensible option to just playing out there. Uh, <laughs> the gameplay itself, you get these things called bullfrog pants, 
which allow to. you to jump over buildings. And But the main feature about this is that you get to rewire uh, all the electron electronic side of things. Uh, the electronics? Yeah, there we go. Yeah. The electronics. Um, so you could basically rig up a, gu- a guard's gun to open a door for you instead of firing a bullet. Huh. Um, and there, it's an action strategy game. So you kind of have to figure out how to do it. But at the same time, it's a really fun game because there are so many different ways to solve the puzzle, if you will. Yeah. Um, I'm going to download the demo of that later because you can get a demo and I'm going to give that a go. Mm. And there's also a level editor. So, I mean, even if you finish the main campaign, you can still download play other people's level. levels and yeah. do it that way. So, I don't know. I really enjoyed it. It was a really, really good game. I'm definitely going to pick that up. Oh, well, at least All right. I've, I've got the improvements for the Cod Ghost engine. Ha. They're using... <laughs> they're using Pixar's sub-D, so the models subdivide the closer the player gets to them, so you can have more polygons per model. So the closer you get, oh, it'll... Polygons. Yeah. The closer you get to a, like... You know how when you get close to something in Cod, it starts getting pixelated and... All that's crap, and it doesn't look as good as it does from a distance. Well, like, like when you're camping yep. in the corner, staring at the wall. Yeah. Um, this time, like, because they, the closer you get to it, the like it subdivides, so the image will still look as good. Um, new animation systems for movement. So obviously, you got sliding and leaning across corners, which has been in PC COD before, but they're, they're bringing it back for the console and PC now. See, what so, I want to know. Sorry, before you move on to the next line. Uh, with that um, leaning and sliding, how would that work in um, console? Would you like? How would you lean left and right? I'm presuming that they'll integrate a cover system, so you'll press a button if you're behind something. I'm assuming it'll be the mantle thing, and then you use your, your stick. I don't. I don't know how that would work. See, I, I think if they integrate a cover system, it will lose a lot of the flow of the gameplay, and it won't be as fast-paced. And like, I don't even like yeah. COD, but I still think that I. I would. If I pick up COD to play it, I want a fast-paced game. That's the reason I picked it up. And if they've integrated cover, it won't like a proper cover system. It won't be as fast-paced. The yeah. issues have been raised that it could become a cover shooter game. Um, which Rainbow is, Six, which isn't really what you know COD is about. However. Yeah. I think what they've done to counteract it is with the whole dynamic map thing. So you know, you're, the na- the map is never really going to stay the same. So I think from that aspect, you're kind of almost removing the barrier of running into a cover shooter game. Well, do you know what that uh, dynamic map things does? Floods, earthquakes. Fuck, fuck, fucks up a lot of YouTubers who want to um. <laughs> oh yeah, jump some map spots. <laughs> That's true, actually. But yeah. Um, something else they've added is fluid dynamics, which I'm not entirely sure what that is. I think that's what James was just on about. Yeah. Um, interactive smoke. So, like, you know how when you're walking through oh. smoke... yeah, You know how you walk through smoke on COD and it just looks the same while you're going yes. through it? Whereas if yeah. you walk through smoke, in reality, it sort of flows and twists with around you based on how you're moving. I think that's yeah. what they've done with that now. They've improved that's the nice. AI, which... You know, I, I, I hope so. Sure, because... they have. Wait, wait, wait. Is that AI in story or AI in bot matches? Because AI in bot matches is just fucking hilarious. Um, I think it could be both. Um, obviously, dynamic multiplayer maps has just been listed. Uh, they've got displacement mapping, which I actually looked up. Um, and it's like an all it's like an alternate method where. Like the geometric position of points over a textured surface are displaced. 
I'm reading off this Wikipedia. Um, <laughs> so how much say, of, that, of that do you actually understand, Sam? I understand geometrics, but um, like part parts of the texture surface is displaced, and it uh, just it makes self shadowing and silhouettes easier, apparently. Um, mm. And they've also got true real-time HDR lighting and iris adjust technology, which I will Google now. Iris, that sounds like it's got something to do your eyes. Fancy. Iris adjust technology. Guarantee there's nothing on it because yeah, it's um, I've, patented. I've got like, uh, iris recognition, types of iris control... <laughs> I got iris recognition, P iris iris control, accuracy of iris. I can't even say it. Why do I keep saying Irish? Anyway, Irish moving on. Um, to be fair, that's, that... that's probably something to do with the player models getting their massive visual upgrades. So like, I not to look like stickmen. Yeah. Not stickmen like 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 they've yeah. had a stick shoved up their ass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, it all walks probably the same be... way. It'll probably be something to do with that. Um, but speaking of first-person shooters, what what did you think when they showed us the Battlefield 4 gameplay? I, I'm not a massive fan of Battlefield, not nope. gonna lie. I do enjoy playing it, but I would not hop in a game on my own. I would only play it if, like, say, I was playing it with Sam or something. Which I can't do anyway because I don't have Xbox. But when we used to, whenever I used to play Battlefield, it was with friends. I've never really seen that. Sam just got circumcised in this conversation. <laughs> no, I, I, <laughs> no, I'm just like, I, I think Battlefield Four. What they're trying to do with the story now is they're trying to make us care about the characters, which. I'm I'm welcoming as long as they don't cock it up because Battlefield 3 story. I love Battlefield 3's multiplayer, great, but the story is pants. It, Bad Company One had a great story. The Bad Company games had a great story because they were humorous and they were they they were epic on a grand scale. My favorite moment in the Battlefield, <laughs> the, my favorite moment in the Battlefield 3 story was watching a building collapse on some guy's face and getting to fly a jet. That was basically it. That this the story was pointless and gay and crappy, and I just I hated it. Well, I think if they get this campaign right in terms of like narrative and characters, it'll be a good campaign. It'll be worth playing. And also, what they've done is they've they've decided to scrap the whole co-op campaign mode that they brought in for Battlefield Three to turn more attention to multiplayer, which I think is a good thing because Battlefield Three had a really buggy multiplayer in the beta, and they fixed hardly anything for the launch, and that actually led me to trade in the game, and then when I found out from someone else that they'd patched everything and it was a smooth flowing game again, I was like, "Well, I don't know. I'll pick it." And then I did pick it up, and it's other than <laughs> Judgment, Black Ops Two, and Minecraft. It's all I do play really now. <laughs> okay. Um, did you guys want to wrap up the podcast here? Uh, Sounds like a plan. That. All right. Last thing before we go. Right. At the end of every show, I reckon we're going to do one of these. Probably, I'm going to find a good one each week. Um, going to do a would you rather question. All right, this one's not like too bad or anything. It's just would you rather talk like Yoda or breathe like Darth Vader? Talk like Yoda, hands down. I think talking like Yoda would get annoying, but the breathing like Darth Vader would be more annoying. So I'm going to go talk with Yoda. <laughs> Imagine trying to sleep 
sounding like Darth Vader. Yeah, he was just about to bring yeah, up trying like, to sleep. Trying to sleep, which is about all the time. And it, oh. Do you know what would be even more annoying than that? Ordering takeaway with a Yoda voice. Yeah, but I could deal with that because Shall you mean just chicken? Kind of... I will have. Or you just order it online, you know, because you can. Sam, you just need to up the shot fuck. <laughs> up the shot fuck you must. <laughs> and, that's, and that's why I don't do impressions of Yoda. And that's a wrap. <laughs> Alright, that's one shot episode one, series one, yada yada one, 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 one. 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 Goodbye. Ow. Adios.